what the Lord began to teach me through that is, is really some of the limits that I have. For fruitful ministry to happen, it's not just all on my shoulders. What up, everyone, and welcome to the Bible Leadership Podcast, connecting your Bible to your leadership and your leadership to your Bible. My name is Pastor Mark Carter, and recently I was honored to sit down with a close pastor friend of mine, Mike Bryant. Mike is a pastor of Grace Community, and for a long time we've considered ourselves to be part of a co-pastoring team in our city. Mike is a guy that I deeply admire for his commitment to God's Word, to his family, and to his church. He came into the studio, which is really just my office, and we discussed how easy it is to get discouraged in ministry. Whether you're a senior pastor, a ministry leader, or a volunteer, every one of us needs to remember Mike's advice. You have a part, God has a part, and they have a part. They meaning other people. Get ready to take some notes. Let's dive into part one of my conversation with Mike Bryant. What's up, Mike? Hey, great to be with you, Carter. Hey, man, we're so glad that you're here. We're really excited to talk to you guys today about not taking too much responsibility for ministry. I know that everybody can struggle with this from time to time, especially in today's world where you can see so many other people on Instagram, on YouTube, like blowing up the world, so to speak. And it's like, man, everything they touch turns to gold. But then there's there's seasons that we go through in ministry where it feels like I just can't get ahead of anything. I just can't get it done. I can't make it count the way other people do. I can remember a season, it was, it was several years back, but we had we were meeting in Panera. We were just talking about something. And we both, I think you were, you were reviewing a Kent Hughes book. I was... Uh, I think it was a Sean Lovejoy book. Both the books were on success in ministry. I think I was very discouraged of just like, man, why isn't this going a little better than I predicted? If I remember right, you were a little discouraged. Tell yeah. us about that. Like, what were some of the things that were compelling about that season for you? Mm, man, well, I think uh, just seeing the time that we had invested into certain areas of ministry, you know, whether it's in a counseling appointment or whether it's a church planting experience that we went through or whatever, you know, you put a lot of effort in. You prepare, you plan, you execute well, and you just don't see the fruitfulness. And yeah. you're like, come on, what's wrong with me? Right. Maybe. Yep. Or uh, does God still love me? Does God still want to work through me? And you start to get discouraged. Yeah. You know, you wonder, like, am I really fit for this? Am I cut out for this? Am I in the right line of work? So it takes a little bit of time to learn this lesson, for me at least. Yeah. You know? Now, Mike is not only a pastor, but he's a church planter. And what was really, I think, just helps him help us today is that he has been a part of three different church plants. I've been a part of one real church plant. I I went to other church plants, but in terms of launching one. But I know, Mike, all those church plants were different. What did you learn about taking too much responsibility for ministry, seeing how those three different churches went different? Yeah, yeah. So I was a part of a church plant in Crystal Lake and back in the beginning of uh, the 2000s. You know, what we saw is just uh, a lot of excitement, a lot of initial external fruitfulness that I would okay, say. Okay, so it looked you know, like God was doing big things. It looked like it, yeah, for sure. And lots of people coming around, lots of people excited to serve and get involved in ministry. A lot of people, um, you know, just moving in the same direction together. And so you you looked around, you saw people coming, you saw, you know, ministries growing, and you're like, man, this seems like a lot of fruitfulness. And so you're excited about that. Fast forward 10 years, and I'm in I'm in Gurney, and the Lord's, uh, Lord's got us in a ministry and church planting again. And in that different context, 
context, all of a sudden, like those same ministry principles that we were employing back in Crystal Lake are not seeing the same external fruitfulness that mm. we were. And in fact, it was it was arduous work. It was hard work. We started with a core group and it slowly built. And, and yes, we were sustaining and we could pay the bills, keep the lights on. But we're like, man, this isn't, there's not the excitement with right, the people. Right, right. There's not the, the growth. A third church plan I was part of in Gray's Lake. Then we didn't see external fruitfulness as much yeah. um, as we did, at least in Crystal Lake. We've seen some growth. But for that, it was more internal growth where people's hearts were changing. People were owning ministry. But uh, being in a transient area, people would leave a lot. you know, And, and so you couldn't get a lot mm-hmm. of external momentum, so to speak. And so I think... Through all those different experiences, I would say in that gurney experience, man, my heart grew very dark and discouraged. Yeah. I felt like, man, wow, what am I missing, Lord? Yeah. And are you in this? And is this really what you've called me to? And all those questions that go on in your mind and, and you wrestle with. And, and it made me start to wonder, like, am, am I doing things wrong? What am I missing here? That, why is this not going? Yeah. I mean, I'm putting effort and energy in that. And, and you're like, what's the problem? You know? Yeah. And so... Um, How did that impact? Because, you know, you said it, it a little bit this way to me before. Your story has almost been the inverse sometimes of the normal kind of fairy tale ministry story. You know, it starts small and then it just gets really big. And yeah. yours seems to like, hey man, it started really big, which may have created some difficult expectations. Yeah, how did that impact, when you're in that middle stage, how did that impact your actual ministry? Like, does that make it harder, you know, to get up on Sunday and to preach and, oh. and, and counsel people when you're like having yeah. questions, why isn't this working? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I mean, yeah, because uh, in the beginning, when you see a lot of fruitfulness, you feel it builds this sense of power. And, yeah. and of uh, the ability to influence hearts and influence lives. Mm-hmm. And so you feel almost like Superman in a sense. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. you're like, if I come in and, and I've got the spirit of God in me and I've got his word, so what else do I need, man? I just yeah. show up and I and I do my part, man. And, <laughs> and just like lives are going to change. People are going to fall down submitting to the to the lordship of Jesus. And they're going to be like, God is awesome. Let's just, you know, continue to build. And it's just going to be, you know, you have this sunshine rainbows, you know, yeah. image of what it's going to be like because you've just seen so much. It's like everything you touch turns to gold in the beginning. Wow. And then you get to the second experience or the second context and you're like, none of that happens. And you're like, what is going on here? And 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 I think I spent a lot of time just kind of questioning myself. It forced me inward in a sense going, what in the world? Did, what did I do? You know? And um, so, yeah, there were so many times you didn't want to get up and preach. There yeah. were so many times you were like, is this even worth it? So yeah. many times yeah. you're like, man, maybe I should just pack it in and go get a go get a regular job, you know, in the yep. in the in the marketplace. And, and I think what the Lord began to teach me through that is is really some of the limits that I have for fruitful ministry to happen. It's not just all on my shoulders. You've got a wealth of wisdom. I feel like that God has taught you in those years. And you mentioned them at the top, but I have a part. God has a part, and they have a part. Let's start with the first one. Sure. I have a part. You know, tell us about your journey with I have a part. Yeah. Was that hard for you? Was that easy for you? What contributed to that? Yeah. Well, I think in my life, just to kind of give you a little bit about me, I mean, so I'm a driver. I'm a doer. I'm a, I'm a go-getter. And I'm a self-starter in that sense. So just like I go after stuff in general by nature, by how God's wired me. Not everybody's that way. And I get that. But I also uh, grew up in a uh, church environment and some cut my teeth in ministry in an environment that was very focused on, if you do your part, man, everything else will take its 
take, you know, and, and that had, had to do with ministry that had to do with your spiritual life. So it was just like, man, do your part in your marriage, do your yeah. part, you know, go after it, be the servant leader. And, 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 and your marriage, if your marriage is failing, it's your part and it's yeah, your fault. Yeah, yeah. Or if your ministry is failing, what are you doing? And what are you, you know, or you've got to deliver the people, you've got to deliver the package. And it was all about the results. And are you making it happen? Yeah. And that sounds great when everything else is working. Right. When yeah, God's yeah, like, yeah. yep, I'm okay with this and yeah. I'm for this and I'm moving and I'm blessing it. And when the people are going, yeah, this is awesome. And so it's good because it gives you the sense of Bible responsibility. Yeah, we definitely have a part. Like if I'm a lame husband, if I'm not loving my wife, serving my wife, caring for my wife, yeah. my marriage is going to stink and it is all on me, you yeah, know, yeah. in that sense. Right. But at the same time, so let's say you do all that and, and then you've still got a problem in ministry or, you know, the ministry's not growing. Yeah. Or let's say you're doing that, like like even in, in our experience uh, planting in Northern Lake County, I mean, what, what we experienced was so much transience mm-hmm. in the area. Yeah. And it's, there's so many big businesses around here. There's the naval base and colleges and stuff like that. So people come in for a season of three to four years and then they leave. Yep. And you've invested yourself into these good people, but then they leave. And so getting traction and getting that external fruitfulness where you're like, I spent myself and I invested myself, then these people go. Yeah. And to me, I'm like, I can't control that. So for those who are discouraged about their fruitfulness, we talked about number one, I have a part. Yep. And that's really important. We don't want to... Yeah, especially for those that maybe are a little bit more prone to underdo, you know what I'm saying? Like they just want to pray about everything. Hey man, pray, 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 pray. Yep. But at the end of the day, we have to act as well. And so maybe some people need to buck up a little bit. And, yep. and man, you gotta, you gotta keep going. You gotta keep pushing. You gotta yes. keep doing. Number one, I have a part. Number two, God has a part. Are you but, telling me if I plant a church tomorrow in a different city, it's not necessarily just gonna go? The way that I see, like the super mega pastors do it. <laughs> well, well, uh, number one, uh, most of us aren't going to experience that. You know, I mean, that's just that's just uh, percentages. I would assume, you know, uh, that I've seen. But yeah, I mean, so do I, do I need to shape my expectations about that? Do I need to? I think come I, down to earth a little bit. I think that's wise, and I think it'd save you a lot of heartache in some sense too. Yeah, people would know the name. We're not going to talk about it right now. But you were part of a. You know, a church that really did a lot of great stuff, but had some dysfunctionality in it. Yeah. And I know you've you've told me before you really appreciated a lot of the mentors that you had, because they really deposited yeah, that yeah. like, go get them, you can do it, we can conquer the world, like get it, go after it. Yeah. And yet there was maybe some things that they left out in terms of shaping your theology of ministry. Yeah. Like, how did that go? Yeah. And. Yeah, I think a, a lot of what they focused on was the front end. Let me say this. I, I, I had so many godly mentors in my life, and I praise God for that. Yeah, I have yeah. so many godly influences, and I feel like I'm here today, and the man I am today, so much of it, I pour out what, what, what guys poured into me, and so I'm grateful for that. And not, not just guys, but, but gals as well, godly women. So I'm so grateful for that. At the same time, I think in that, in that experience, it, it was so focused on your part that I missed right. Hey, hey, you've got to focus on really connecting with what is God doing? Yeah. And what's his heart in this area? And what and and how do you do ministry not just for God, yeah, with God. You know, when the spirit is moving and what is his heart and his desire in these people's lives? What I am going after is not necessarily all that always what God is is trying to get done. Right. And so if I can tap into God, what are you doing here? I, fruitful ministry is going to happen a whole lot more. 
And I think that's maybe part of the danger when we've been in, in a realm where everything seems to just click and everything seems to work. Yes. We can get tricked into thinking, if I do my part, everything will just take care of itself. Yes. And, and I think it's hard because I think part of success in ministry is you got to have good systems. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like things have to work. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, I think for a lot of folks, and especially maybe us doers, yep. is we're like, why isn't the system doing the kingdom the kingdom <laughs> production that, yeah. that it should be? Yes. And, and, our, and really, our confidence is in the system now. Yeah. Or it's in my personality. If I was good enough, if God approved of me enough, yeah. this would be going better. Yeah. If my system was good enough, it would be going better. And instead of maybe asking the question, maybe part of God sanctifying me is... Him almost opposing. It's not that he's opposing his own kingdom, but he's trying to. He's opposing my desire to be dependent on systems. Mm. He's trying to get me to the place yeah. where, in this, like God cares about this particular neighborhood. Yeah. God cares about these particular people. Yeah. And if I'm always into the, well, what's the next little kid I can plug in yep. to, to reach more people? Correct. My heart isn't expanding to love people. Yep. Right. It's yep. just like, man, let's do it. Let's get the numbers in and yep. and, and crank everything up. And I'm not being sanctified. So I think one of the, the the things that people need to remember when we're discouraged in terms of fruitfulness is to remember that God is trying not just to get fruit out of you, but he's, he's trying to work on you. Yeah. He's trying to work on us. Amen. And there's a Christ-likeness that he's trying to bring out. Yeah. But he keeps to, having to shut down sometimes or at least you know reroute our human plans yep. really for... Yes, souls, but also self-glory. Yeah. Also, you, you know, saying that we would look like the next guy or gal that that everybody's talking about, or or, or whatever. And so, I, I just think we have to to recognize. I, I love these, Mike. I have a part, but God has a part. And, and if God doesn't do His part, it doesn't matter what I do. Totally. Like, dude, yes. God's got to do His part. Well, it's you're doing a lot of effort, and, and nothing's happening. You yeah. know, I mean, isn't that the message of Haggai? You know, yeah. I mean, Haggai chapter one. He's like, you're working very hard, but you get you see, yeah. you're working a lot, little fruit. You know, he's yep. like, because you're not putting me at first place. Yeah, and that's a huge part of just like you know, God doesn't care about our work. Yeah, He wants our hearts first. I think that's we, the first part. Yeah, you yeah. know, and I think part of getting our hearts sometimes is. We want to be a peach tree, <laughs> and God's like, but I made you to be an apple tree. Yeah, and like, like we're trying, like, no, but God, but do you know about peaches? Like peaches are really good, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, and he's no. like, he's like, I know about peaches. You are supposed to be an apple tree, and there's something yeah. that you saw, you wanted, you wanted that peach tree. God says, but until you become, mm. allow me to make you an apple tree, yeah. or to bring fruit from your apples, yeah you're never going to be a peach tree. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm not giving you peaches. Yeah, and I think that's part of, you know, that's that's my part and God's part a little bit. For me, with my part, it's learning what is my gifting. Yeah. Who has God made me to be? Stop trying to be somebody you're not. Yep. Be who you are, you know? And in that sense of like, you know, God's gifted you to be a peach tree, you know? Yeah. Be the be the best peach tree you can. God's gifted you to be an apple tree. Be the best apple tree you can. You know, in whatever context that takes. Maybe some of you are counselors. Maybe some of you are not. Stop trying to be who you're not. Yeah. Be who God has made you to be. Yeah. That's a learning process for us. 
Focus on where God's showing fruitfulness. Yeah. You know, stop emphasizing what you're not growing in. You know, not not that sense of like, I'm not growing in my person, but where you're not seeing growth and then fruitfulness, so to speak, in ministry. Don't focus on those. Focus on the way, where the places where you're like, man, when I put effort and energy, I see God's joy. I sense it and feel it. And I'm seeing fruitful ministry. I'm seeing like lives change and hearts um, motivated for, uh, for Jesus. I mean, those are some of the things that you want to focus on. And so that goes back to my part. Yeah. You know, but it's coming in line with God's part. That's right. Because God's like, I've created you in a certain way, but I'm doing something in this area, in this community. I mean, think of it, Carter, even in, in our relationship as we've ministered in this same area, in the same community. Some of the plans we've wanted to go after yeah. as senior pastors yep. and as churches on the same team working for the same effort. We're like... Yeah, God's not really opening doors for that. Yep. And yep. we, you know, we do a little share fest thing, and it, yep. and it, and it, you know, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. God's like, yeah. Here, here here's a little. Yeah. You know, good effort. But is that really turning the heart of the community? Right. Yeah. Not. No. Yeah. And so it, it, it. And what did it do? It drove us back to prayer to go. God, exactly. Are we in line it probably with grows what our dependence doing? on prayer. Mm, yes. You know, I, th- I think it's been helpful to, to me even over the past couple years just to be praying more. Lord, I feel myself coveting gifts or influence I don't have. Hmm. And it's keeping my eye off the ball of what you've actually given me and what you've called me to do. And just praying more, God, help me to rejoice in who you made me instead of who you haven't. Yeah. And and like help me to rejoice in the job I get to do rather yes. than the job I don't get to do. I felt the Lord speak to me just a couple weeks ago, the grass is not greener on the other side. Like, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like we always think it is. Somebody else somewhere is doing something amazing yes. and I'm not. You you know, instead of just, Lord, help me love this. I I really believe like Jesus loved to do the will of the Father. Here I am, Lord. I I delight to do your will. Well, there's more to learn from Mike next week in part two of our talk on discouragement in ministry. I'm so grateful to those of you who share the Bible Leadership Podcast with others on social media. This is an invitation open to everyone to join our leadership community. All they might need is for you to post it somewhere where they'll see it. If you're learning something from this, would you please rate it and write a review? Just so you know, we're trying to put more podcasts out more frequently. So I want to ask you to do me a favor. Would you pray for the Bible Leadership Podcast? There's a lot involved here, and if you'd like to volunteer your time, even if you only have an hour or two per week, you can contact my assistant, Melissa, at melissa at bibleleadership.life. Don't forget, when you're out there leading, keep one hand on the steering wheel and one hand in the Bible.